Hello and welcome to the Home for Anime. I am your host, GPC, Great Podcaster Cali, and welcome back to the celebration of Kyoto Animation. And today I have a lovely guest, my best friend Ryan. What's good, bro? Hey, what's going on, man? It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back for now, but let me tell you something. When we get into what we are talking about today, I wonder how good it's going to be. Yeah, it's been a bit of a struggling morning. It has, and the fact that we actually woke up at 8 o'clock to watch this <laughs> means a lot. It's <laughs> dedication, yeah. So in case you're wondering, Ryan and I watched, well, rewatched for the 5th, 6th time. It's up there. It's yeah. up there. Like, so we've watched it several times, but we rewatched A Silent Voice which was directed by uh, Naoko Yamada, who you might know from Liz and the Bluebird, of course. And I believe she directed K-On!, which, from what I understand, is a lot of fun. Sweet. She also directed uh, A Heike Story, or The Heike Story, which was also pretty good, even though that wasn't with Kyoto Animation. Mm -hmm. But yeah, this movie... This movie... <laughs> Mm. Ryan, this movie. We just keep doing it to ourselves, man. <laughs> That's because, I mean, this is one of the best cinematic experiences you and I have ever had. I agree. Yeah. I still remember the first time we saw it like it was yesterday. Yeah. Even though it was four years ago. <laughs> I know. I know. Time flies. But I feel like this film brought us very close together. It It really did. Yes. Almost like a turning point in our friendship. This it was the turning point in our friendship. Yeah. I would say, like the yeah. I mean, we have gone through a lot together, but this film, during and after the viewing, mm -hmm. I would say, was where we evolved in right. our friendship. Was... To I mean, we were very close. Yeah, we we did a lot of stuff together went to concerts and like we had been to mm -hmm. other anime films and all that but this one just locked us in this it went from a bond to like eternity yeah that's what i was gonna say like kind of like a like a best friend type of friendship to a like family brothers yes now i'm getting emotional again I know. I, yeah <laughs> it's hard not to so a silent voice we'll get we'll get back to our friendship but a silent voice is a psychological drama coming of age film about a boy named shoya who when he was younger bullied a girl named shoko who is deaf and basically she has to transfer out of schools because the bullying gets so bad and he has to live with what he's done which means one he gets bullied and then two he just gets plain ostracized and he becomes very socially deficient to the point mm -hmm. where he can't really function around others right and this film is very heavy aside from themes of bullying there's also self-harm there are acts of well attempts at suicide so this is a very very heavy film and mm -hmm. not one to be taken lightly though i have to stress that i believe that this is a film that everyone should see agreed 
And I mean, without giving much more away in terms of plot, I will say mm. the the side characters, I'm I'm just jumping right into this. The side characters, they they're there. Mm-hmm. They serve their purpose well. Yes. And I really only hated two of them. <laughs> two? I only hated two. I thought you only hated one. Oh, no, I know who you're talking about. Mm-hmm. So there are several characters that are introduced throughout Shoya's childhood and then his teenage years. He's 17 mm-hmm. when the movie starts. And one, his mom is awesome. Yes. His again, his friends leave him behind, but he makes new friends like his buddy uh Nagatsuka and he he's funny. He's really funny. And he also ends up making friends with a guy named Mashiba, who is also pretty cool. And in the manga he has this huge insecurity about his eyebrows, but we won't get into that. <laughs> but I didn't he, know that. But he also recon <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, the manga is a trip like it, it goes past what the movie has but honestly i think the movie was the perfect stopping point does it have more comedic effect in the manga because i feel like the only like comedic relief and it's not even that like obvious would be nagatsuka well there's also a lot of jokes about like shoya's hairline is like really pushed back in the manga so they make a lot of jokes about him being like they call him baldy you're going to grow up with premature baldness i see so yeah that's that's something but he also reconnects with people from his childhood like ueno and Kawai, which those are the two characters that i hate yes because ueno is just plain evil and Kawai puts the blame on everybody but herself, even though she was an active part of the bullying that happens to Shoko as a child. Guilty by association. Mm -hmm. Like she's never like, stop it, or I'm going to tell on you. It's just boo-hoo. Yeah, the poorest excuse for an attempt to stop it. It's like, I'll quit. (laughs) could not stand it. Yeah. But other than that, we also have Sahara, who is one of the only people who tried to be friends with Shoko in mm-hmm. elementary school, and then she moved away. But she comes back, of course, and her and Shoya both have learned sign language, which I thought was a great piece of progression for both of them. Definitely. And it's also really cool that they demonstrated different sign language pieces. Like, we learned how to say things like friend. Mm-hmm. And uh, we learned how to say love and moon, together. stuff like that. Yes, together. So I thought that was a really neat touch, and I looked it up. A lot of these are, well, all of them are real. Yeah. So, like, they did their research, which I thought was pretty awesome. great. And yeah, it's, it's used as a pretty effective tool. Yes, it is. And honestly, I mean, this episode. I already predicted it was going to be a mess just trying to get through everything, but that's just because this movie, above everything else, it is so 
emotionally resonant mm-hmm. because there there are two factors for it that for me make it so hard to watch but also an essential watch and almost a pleasure watch because yeah. one i mean i love crying <laughs> i do i am a i am a cry baby really i am it's, it's like the only way that i can express emotion yeah yeah I, I don't i wouldn't say i like it but i it's essential it is it's important to get yes. a cry out every once in a while yes so I mean I've been bullied and I've been a bully. So like I've mm-hmm. been in Shoya's position and mm-hmm. there's part of me that has always mm-hmm. resented both parts of my past. Yeah. Because I'm like, why did I let this happen? And then why would I why did I do this to someone else? Yeah. I also have similar situations. I was picked on and then there were you know there were friends that i had that i mistreated i acted as a bully and the regret from there is you know from those situations is is real it lasts a long time and that's something about this movie that i i love so much you can't take it back no no you can try and grow from it but that trauma will always be there right right people can change but you know, you can't go back in time. You can make amends, but those memories will always be there for both parties. Right. And that's something else that I really love about this movie is that it's about redemption and trying to mm-hmm. make amends. Yeah. And that's just, it's insane that they were able to pull that off so well because you have to ask. Yeah. Is it self-serving or is it serving for the other person? Is it both? Right. Because in the movie, Shoya goes between both of those and he's like, this, yes. is, this is for her, but this is also for me. Yes. Yeah. It's like a guilt, selfish feeling versus uh, a giving and growing aspect. It flips back and forth a couple times. It does. And that's that's the complexity of one human emotion and two mm-hmm. being a kid. Yeah. Like, mind you, everything that happens to these characters, they, these are kids. Like they're seven at this point, years younger than we are now. Yeah. Right. And that is ridiculous to think about. I mean, we saw this movie when we were 21. Yeah. And even then, it still hurt because it was so much more fresh. But looking at it from an older point of view, four years later, it's just so impactful to think, wow, this is where we were and this is where we are now. Mm-hmm. And you and I, we've shared stories about our past and we, we weren't horrible people. I don't think mm-hmm. that we were innately horrible people. But overall, we we could have done better. Yeah. And I we have to live with that. Right. And that's what he's going through. He has to live with the fact that no matter what he does, he he has to live with it. But he is trying at least. And that's right. what I appreciate because not many people get the opportunity to make amends. Yeah, that's true. A lot of the times, especially in this same situation, right? When you're going from 
middle school to high school or even high school to college, I think is still a relatable example. So people separate. And if you were bullied or you were bullying someone, you know, in previous years, a lot of times you just grow apart and never speak to each other again. Or, you know, if you see that person again, you try to avoid them. I feel like a lot of the times that's the reaction, right? Oh, yeah. Whether you're the bully or the bullied person, you try to just, you know, turn a blind eye to it and try not to get noticed. I feel like you're, you're taking a lot of uh, cues from things that have been going on in current, in current I mean, events. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> it's still, but the other thing that I was going to mention, I was, I said both things. I was going back mm-hmm. to our our relationship and how yeah. this movie affected that. I'm sorry, I'm mm-hmm. snippling. I'm still like very emotional because we yeah. just finished the movie. Yeah, I feel like we both sound like we have colds. <laughs> yeah, we we do. We do. My voice is not this deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. But yeah, we without knowing as much about each other as we do now. Mm-hmm. we we clicked with this yeah. and it helped us it helped us kind of realize not just what we had done but who we were becoming as mm-hmm. young men yeah and i think that this movie needs to be seen with other people because for us and i say this as you know everyone has the relationships that have their ups and downs but Mm -hmm. you and i despite all the changes that have happened in the past wow yeah it's been four years and we've been friends for seven but best friends for four Mm -hmm. despite all the changes we decided to take that journey together yeah and it's a journey that we are still taking we have things from our childhoods that we are still trying to work through together right like there are things that I'll tell you that like I don't even bring up in therapy. Yeah. This I agree this is something to be watched with someone you care about. Maybe it's even a new friend. I I feel like that's still applicable. Yes. I feel like a lot of people, if not everyone, can relate to a lot of the things in this film. Not just the bullying or versus being bullied aspect. especially friendship friendship yeah because that's another thing that show you struggles with is mm-hmm. what it means to be friends right. yeah he's searching for a definition and, and he kind of has a point yeah yeah but it, what was it it was said that it doesn't really have i think nakatsuka said that it doesn't really have like a clear definition it's like beyond words and, and phrases it's yeah. almost like love yeah thing and that's another thing that a silent voice really does bring to the table i'm glad that you said the word love because platonic love is mm-hmm. something that i think is explored very heavily yeah but it doesn't seem heavy like the way that they explore it, but it's it's just done so well that it's just always kind of in the background, but you see it come forth. Right. Because there's this there's this one scene once they become friends where sh- 
Shoko says to Shoya, you know, I love you. Mm -hmm. And so many people took that and said, all right, this is a romance film now, but that wasn't the point. Right. This is a showcase of platonic love. And one thing about Kyoto Animation that I will say in probably almost every episode is that the central theme for all Kyoto Animation works is love. Yeah. But different kinds. So whether it be love through expression of, say, letters with Violet Evergarden or music mm -hmm. with Kaon or fucking fighting with yeah. Yomu's and a blood sword with Beyond the Boundary. <laughs> or a love of Many family. Yeah, yeah. Found, found family or just family and mochi. It's, yeah. it's, there's so many different types of love that are promoted through KyoAni Works, and that's a big part of why I chose to do this project for Volume 4. Mm -hmm. And this platonic love, not just between Shoya and Shoko, even though that is a huge heavy hitter in this, yeah. but the platonic love between, I mean, Shoya and Nagutsuka and, I mean, everybody, really, mm -hmm. to different extents, they all really care about each other, especially right. toward the end, which is the most tear-inducing part of the entire movie. Yeah, it's... It's it's hard to watch, but not at the same time. I don't want to give that. I don't no. want to give too much away. No, but I will it's say, so I will say there is a specific part that I think is hardest to watch out of all of the movie, mm -hmm. and that's the part where they are children. Yeah, yeah. When they're in the sixth grade and they're in elementary school, because that is when the bullying is going on. And those yeah. those are some of the toughest scenes. Yeah. It goes back to how relatable it is. We've all been on the, I mean, maybe not everybody's been on the giving end of it, but receiving end. I mean, we were talking before the, the movie even started. Kids are cruel. Yeah. <laughs> Kids are very mean. And it, it nails that on the head in the, in the beginning to set up for the characters. Yeah, for sure. And what's so great there the film is very nuanced especially in its animation i mean of course kyoto animation as they've grown as a studio they have just made such massive leaps and bounds in terms mm -hmm. of animation quality but a silent voice is built different on so <laughs> many levels i mean the environments are so lush they're just painted so well yeah and then there are just these little ticks in how characters hands arms legs how they move and right. how their faces change expressions it could be like the slightest thing you really have to pay attention yeah but when you're dealing with characters like these of course, you want to look at things like how sign language is being portrayed or if there's a little hint of movement in the eye, right. whether it be the eyelid or the actual eyeball. Yeah. It's, it's the combination of sign language and reading body language as well. Mm -hmm. And then there are just these other little details like 
Shoya is a very nervous person. And mm -hmm. I don't know if you caught this, but in almost every scene, he has little sweat droplets on yes. his on his head. Yeah. And I was like, that's a really good touch, like to show. Of course, he has hesitation in his voice always, right. which you really have to give it to the Seiyu for doing that. But he just has this, this cautious, fearful way about him. Mm -hmm. And it just works really well. Like I do not have a bad word to say about this movie. No. No. I don't, I don't think I could say anything bad about it either. The, the music is most often like a very slow, single-note piano. Um, and, you know, the previous times that we watched it, I wasn't paying too much attention to it. But a lot of the times, especially like toward the beginning when they're showing their childhoods, it is single strokes on piano keys. Very slow. It is not intrusive, but it's there. If you pay attention to it, it really does add to the environment. A lot of it's very sad-sounding notes. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, and then it also adds to the despair. Yeah, yeah. When you really get to it. And as they grow, you can kind of see a change in the music. You can tell when it's getting frantic or yeah. when it's when that finale happens and it just soars. Yeah, yeah. It goes from very, you know, in the background, almost unnoticeable, unless you're paying really close attention to fully in your face. Yeah, it's beautiful. And this is an example. There's something that I really hate when it comes to movies and shows. And that is when music tries to tell me how to feel. Mm -hmm. But this one is so subtle. And there's so much other stuff going on. Like, this is something that I feel the same about for Violet Evergarden, the movie. Mm -hmm. It's there, but it doesn't influence. Like, it adds to the emotion of the scene. Mm -hmm. But the music itself isn't commandeering everything and saying... Right you need to be sad or yeah. you need to feel this sense of redemption that right. these characters are building toward. Yeah. It's more of just a, I'm, I'm nudging you. Right. Toward. Yeah. It's not spoon fed. It's not spoon fed and it's not thrown in your face like a blueberry yeah. pie. Right. right. Like, you know, that cat from Tom and Jerry. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I said the Captain Tom and Jerry. It's got to be Tom. Yeah, that would be Tom. There are so many other cats, though. In Tom and Jerry? Yeah, man, there are other cats in Tom and Jerry. Oh, it's been a little while. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, I am just a huge, huge fan of this film. And I could just I could go on and on and on about the animation <laughs> quality and the voice work especially because the way that they portrayed Shoko mm -hmm. I mean as a non-deaf person obviously I can't speak too much on it but mm -hmm. I feel like 
there are actors who will only take certain roles if they feel like they can be respectful toward the group that they are portraying. Right. And this this is one of those situations I feel because this is just done so well. Yeah. And respectfully. And very respectfully. Actually, there is one funny thing that I don't think I ever told you about the voice actress for um, for Shoko. You remember when we watched Spy Family together? Uh-huh. Yeah, she's, uh, she's the mom. What? Really? Yeah, she's the mom. Huh. I never picked up on it. Hey, man. It's nuts, right? Talented. Very much so. There's just so much range there. Because, I mean, of course, you're hilarious, but yeah, that's just that's just range. That is. That's pretty cool. But overall, yeah, just trying not to give too much away. That makes it hard to talk about this movie, man. But we yeah, haven't covered everything, but you can't you can't cover too much without straight up saying what's gonna happen. And this is not one that I would want to go too far into detail because it just has to be watched right and i will say i i make this joke about project echo being my favorite anime film Mm -hmm. and that's just because it's really dumb goofy fun yeah but this on an emotional mental and spiritual level is indeed my favorite not just anime film, probably my favorite film. Yeah, I think this remained in our top threes since we saw it. I think this is the only film that we've watched over four times. Yeah, we've we've seen Promare twice. Yes, yeah. We've seen Promare twice. We've seen Ride Your Wave twice. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen... I think those are the only ones that we've done repeat watches for. Yeah, I was going to say Penguin Highway, but I think we only watched that one, too. We only watched that once. Yeah. If I just went back through all the things that I have made you watch over the years. (laughs) This is the only one that we've returned to again and again. Yes. Yes, and I I love it for that. I love you for that. It's just, it's great. It won't be the last time we watch it either. Oh God, no! <laughs> we already know. Once once we're emotionally repaired again, we can uh, we can sit down and have another watching. Yeah, because it, it's it's so cathartic. Yeah, it's cathartic, it and I mean, I don't feel jealous and I don't feel envy mm-hmm. or upset to see somebody get to do what I probably will never be able to. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. So overall, this is this is the perfect movie for me. It is. So do you have anything else you want to say about it? I think that's it. Love your friends. Love your friends.
being nice to people. Yeah. Also, if you like pretty eyes, I think that a silent voice has some of the prettiest eyes I have ever seen in yeah. all of anime. Really well done. Because they're not all these big anime eyes. Like there are some that are smaller. Like the pupils and the irises, they're smaller. Yeah. There, there's a wide diversity of eyes, and I really appreciated that. But it still keeps with the Kyoani style. Mm -hmm. And some, some of it's like, some of the eyes are like two tone, and then depending on the lighting, I noticed in one scene it was kind of darker, and I think it was Shoko had like three tones in her eyes because the lighting was kind of pink. I think in the scene, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so there was like. A ton going on there. It's it's really cool. It is. This is just an amazing film. It is. Can't stress enough. <laughs> yes. As both Future and Young Gravy said, sensational. <laughs> it is. It's magical. And with that being said, if you want to follow me, you can do so on Instagram at Anime Alpha Goat. You can follow me on Twitter at our anime home, or you can email me recommendations at our anime home at gmail.com. You can also donate to the Patreon or the buy me a tea so I can, you know, get tea and of course continue to do what it is that I'm doing. And Ryan, do you have anything you want to drop? Uh, yeah, you can find me on Instagram at no.i.deer. No is in the knowing something uh, eyes and eyeball and deer is in the animal <laughs> and we would just like to thank you for listening to yet another installment of the home for anime a celebration of kyoto animation and we are out peace